0: Welcome to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Brittany Fry, And I'm Paris Sues. And I will start with what I'm grateful for. I was just thinking on my drive over that I am grateful for um, just continuous learning and progression. Um, I just feel like the older I get, and I'm young, like I'm 28, that feels young, um, but I definitely notice that with each passing year and more experiences that I can feel my opinions changing and um, I don't know, I can feel myself learning from hard experiences and then when I go through them again, I like have a little bit more knowledge about how to handle it and and then that makes it not so difficult the next time, you know? Anyway, I've just been thinking about that lately. I feel like I learned more about myself and more about others and I'm just getting to um, be a little bit kinder to myself and a little bit more patient with myself as well as others. And I'm just grateful for that. It makes it makes going through hard things um, something really positive. I love that. That's such a good one. You're so wise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So old. Oh, no, I, I love you. it. <laughs> um, I am just feeling so grateful. Okay, this is like four things in one. But I am really grateful. I went last weekend with my mom and I have three sisters and we all went up to Park City for a little girls trip and I brought my little Lola who is here with us today. Mm -hmm. If you hear a little bit in the background, (laughs) bear with us. But um, we went up to Park City just for one night, but two days and we had so much fun and it was just really fun to get that time with them. And... uh, The other segments of gratitude in that is I felt so grateful that Miles just had the best weekend with Pierce while I was gone. It's funny because when he was my only baby, that was something that's honestly something I really, really struggle with is leaving my kids. Like I just don't do very well with it, but I knew Miles was having the time of his life and I felt 100% comfortable, which I couldn't have imagined a couple of years ago and Lola was just like the dreamiest easiest little girl to have on the trip it was so fun we got to like play pickleball and go hiking and go to nice restaurants with my baby so that was so fun that I felt like I got that special day with her and my mom and my sisters but also like my little boy was so well taken care of too yeah
0: oh I'm so glad that is that is something to be grateful for I love it Okay. Our episode today is uh, all about adding a child to the family and how to, um, I mean, I guess you could, people did take this a number of different ways, I feel yeah, like, right? Like just for you, I mean, the postpartum phase is a lot and adding a child can be a lot, but also for the siblings, that's, a, that's, it's a big change, right? And I feel like people gave their two cents on all the things, how to communicate with your spouse, how to get what you need, how to help your children um, understand what's going on and feel um, feel like they're being heard. Anyway, excited to go through it.
1: Yes, this has actually been one of the most requested topics we've ever gotten to do. And I feel like I just added a baby in our family. Britt has more experience because Wells has been in the family for almost two years now. But anyways, I feel like um, it's something that we both have learned a lot about, and both of us do hope to add to our families in the future. And so, yeah, it's a great topic to talk about. Okay, so
0: starting off with the first very um, highly submitted tip was ask for and accept help, and ask for specifically what it is that you need. Yes, that was so –
1: everybody said that, and I think it's the best advice. But it's so unnatural and hard. And it's funny because when I have a friend that has a baby, I am – I want to do anything that I can to help. Totally. And I just want to be told what to do. That's a hard thing, too, is I think when we have a new mom, people – or when we have a new mom, I'm sorry. When we have a new baby (laughs) or when we are a new mom, people come out of the woodworks reaching out to help which is so amazing, but it also can be very overwhelming. Overwhelming. Totally. And I know that I was horrible about texting people back and I just gave myself that freedom to be horrible at texting people back. But that's one thing that I, that I think when we are offering help and asking for help is we just need to be as specific as we can because people want to help. They're available to help, but they want to help in a way that is actually helpful. Yeah. And if you don't want meals, you want somebody to watch your kid
0: or vice versa, you should be vocal about that. Totally. I think too, part of, part of what's so overwhelming is just even like co- the coordinating of everything, yeah. you know? And as it gets to be, that's also why I think I was going to say, as it gets to be like a couple weeks later, I think it gets to be a little less overwhelming, but even those first couple weeks, are it can be a lot like you're trying to soak it all in but you do need help and it's hard to respond to all the things and plan all the meals and plan the play dates and whatnot but I also think that's why it can be helpful um like if you do have a friend who has had a baby I think like don't don't be like dang I missed my window if they're like a month postpartum like four weeks postpartum like they are still up for help, you know? I mean, I literally I three and a half years postpartum, <laughs> my first, literally, and I still need help with any, him. <laughs> any time would be helpful. But yeah, I think, like, some, some like, of the really special uh, moments of connection for me have come from people that have shown up at, like, kind of random times. But it's, like, just the moment I needed, well, you Well,
1: know? also, I think that we kind of think, oh, we have a couple weeks to ask for help. And then after that, we can't ask for any more help. Like, we right. should have it on our own. But that's not the case at all. Yeah. I think people are always willing and hoping to help. Yeah. Okay. I liked this one. She said, someone told me never to blame the baby as the reason you can't help slash play slash be with your toddler. So they don't resent the baby. Example, if I was feeding the baby and my toddler asked to have me play trucks with him, instead of saying, I'm feeding the baby, I'll play with you and I'm done. I would say, I would love to play with you. I'll be ready in 10 minutes. And that's something I actually worked really hard on with miles. I didn't want to be dishonest or anything about right. why I couldn't be with him or do whatever he wanted me to do. But I also didn't want to have Lola shoulder all the blame. And so I I worked on that, especially like when it wasn't something that she directly needed. I tried to, to be really conscientious about how I phrased that to him because I didn't want right. to create resentment, even though I feel like that's very normal and healthy. I wanted to
0: ease that the best I could. (laughs) Totally. Totally. No, I I think that's very thoughtful. Another person said, someone also told me to compliment the big siblings to the baby. Like, wow. You know, the way that you would to a big sibling, be like, do you love your new baby? Are you like, do you just love being a brother? So to the baby saying, wow, you are so lucky to have so-and-so who's the older kid as your big brother. He loves to play with you. She said to do that when the older kids are around and can hear you saying that. She said, I got teary-eyed every time I did this. It was more special than I had imagined. And I thought that was sweet. Yeah, I love that. Okay, and this,
1: we also asked for questions, what people wanted us to talk about. And I think that this is on the forefront forefront of every mother's mind when they're adding another baby to the family. is How do I help the older child feel loved? And somebody said, make a plan to get one-on-one time with your older kid or kids. And this reminds me, when Lola was like a week old, um, I was going to take Miles for ice cream just five minutes down the road so I could leave her even though she's nursing. And I was like, Miles, let's go on a date. Let's go get ice cream. And he would not leave the house without Lola. He wanted her <laughs> to come so that. bad. So I ended up <laughs> going on a solo date with my two kids, which I was not planning <laughs> on to get ice cream. But it was so sweet. But I feel like because he knew he had that confidence and security of me offering just to have him. It gave him that confidence and security to invite his little sister in. Totally. Um, just another thought. This was my personal advice for adding another child. Because um, that was one thing that I was really nervous about as well is making my oldest feel loved and cherished even though their world gets turned upside down. But one thing that has been really special for me to realize having a new baby, is that it's really, really good for those older kids to make sacrifices for a younger child. And I think that's hard, but it's important and special, and it helps them become better little sweet humans. Mm -hmm. And I just have – that's something that I've had to remind myself is, you know what, this is good for him, and it's been special because I've watched Miles – grow grow up a little bit in a really sweet and tender way by having to make sacrifices to share his parents with his sister.
0: Right, right. I love that observation. I also was thinking that naturally, I mean, I'm not sure how all couples are, but I feel like with most of my friends I've talked about talked with this about that um naturally I think one parent tends to um enjoy or like do better with older kids and one parent tends to enjoy or do better with newborn phase. And in our house, (laughs) I love having newborns, but Johnny has, he is just the baby guy. Like he loves babies and has always been that way. And so it's really helpful for me to lean into those things that we're naturally, um, more inclined to do So with Brooks and Wells, for example, I, you know, was with Wells, like it felt like all the time. So when it came time for like bedtime or I don't know, any kind of like duties that it didn't matter who did it, then we typically would switch. I felt like I was getting all this Wells time. So it was really nice for Johnny to have that time to be with the baby. He loves that. And then I got my one-on-one time with Brooks and it actually has like turned out to be a really sweet relationship that I feel like. Wells, I'm so sorry as I'm talking, (laughs) Lola's like making the biggest smile and eye contact with me and it's cracking me up. Anyway, um, I just feel like, um, yeah, it's been very natural for us to kind of lean that direction. And I think... That I've heard other people who are the other way around, like the mom's like, oh, I just soak up all, like, I can't let them go. And like, that's great time for your older child to maybe form like more of a connection or even rely a little bit more on their dad, you know? Yeah,
1: I feel like it's been that way for us. Like Miles and Pierce's relationship has really blossomed as Lola's come into the picture because in a lot of ways, Pierce has become Miles's, not primary parent, but... But he took over a lot more than he did previously. So it's been – it
0: it's just – it's healthy. Yeah, totally. So I, I I just feel like don't force it. You know, don't feel like, oh, it has to be one way. Like, I yes. think just kind of, like, lean into the, to what you're, like, more naturally inclined to do anyway,
1: you know? Yeah, I think that's really great advice. Uh, okay, somebody said, take it slow, much slower than you think you need. It will benefit you in the long run. And I – I do think when you're adding a baby, it's hard because you have the pace of your older child, and it's really tempting to just get back into that pace because your toddler needs you, or whatever age. And so I think just naturally, you do jump into things quicker. But still, that newborn phase is so precious, so I think that's really where asking for help comes into play, and asking for friends to take your toddler and your your partner, whoever it is, to be able to share that duty so that you can really soak in those precious, precious first, first weeks, because they go so quick.
0: Yeah. Along with that, I feel like this kind of ties in. Somebody else said, don't expect things, for example, maybe schedules to look the same for this baby. And again, just like kind of managing expectations. And I think just taking things as they come, um, you know, Paris was just saying before we started recording how different Lola is for Miles. And I, you know, I think in so many ways, especially if you are having a second, um, I think because all you know is the first. Once you have a couple kids, I think you're kind of more like, wow, who knows what's coming, you know? Yeah. But um, but when, you, when all you know is your first, like it's so easy to just kind of expect that things will be the same. And just kind of getting rid of those expectations and being willing to uh just like be a learner and be an observer for the first, you know, couple weeks so that you can figure out like what are my needs and what 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 will our routine look like and how do I need to best care for this baby cuz it it probably will look different than what you've done in the past. Yeah, agreed. Somebody said invest in a good
1: baby carrier and I just have to wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with this one. Both of my babies I have loved wearing them. Honestly, I actually was thinking I I think I even wore Miles more than Lola just because he was – I felt like he needed it more. Right. But being able to have your hands free is really a
0: game changer. Totally. Okay. Another person said productive self-care or me-time activities that will actually help has been important, not just shopping or soda. (laughs) okay isn't that insightful though i thought that that was so smart yeah i i feel like we've talked about this before but this idea of like what's truly going to fill my cup because sometimes the easiest thing is just like quiet time okay i'm gonna scroll on instagram or i'm just gonna do like a soda run but that can leave you feeling more depleted yep yep it might not be like the smartest the smartest sometimes it is what you need but you know sometimes it's not so just like really being intuitive about that Okay, another one that I thought was so good is she said, of all of the plates
1: you'll be spinning, some are glass and some are plastic. And it's just a good reminder that it's okay if your texts go unanswered and you miss whatever you need to miss, but there are a few things that are really important. And for me, I feel like that's connecting with my older child, my baby, and my husband. Yeah. And really, other than that, I feel like everything else can be dropped for a minute. you
0: had a, had a baby that's a really big deal yeah I agree I always think we have a friend who after her first she she was like literally all we would do is like lay in bed and um go on walks and she's like I still wish we didn't even go on the walks. <laughs> She's like, I wish I'd literally just laid in bed for six weeks and like That's soaked true. it up. And I think about that a lot. Like at the time I feel like you feel like you need to be doing things, you know? I mean, I think maybe some people's personality. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like it depends <laughs> on the person. Cause if yeah. I laid in
1: bed for six weeks,
0: I would come out on the other right, side. Right. Right. A mess. <laughs> it totally does. But I think in general, like you feel like you should be doing more than you are. And just like, That kind reminder that it's okay if everything else kind of goes on pause for a second, right? Like you're a little bit in survival mode. Um, Another person said, accept all the help you can get. Know when to be flexible. Flow over schedule. Which I loved that. Just like a little, I don't know, a little phrase. I'm like, I'm going to lock that away. Yeah, a little mantra. Flow over schedule. Yeah. Okay. Find
1: one simple thing to do every day that you can accomplish. Example read, walk, eat a treat, paint nails. That way you don't feel like all you did was nurse all day. So this is kind of opposite advice to the lay in bed all day. But this (laughs) advice is what I need more. I just feel like I feel happier and better when I am doing something. And that doesn't need to be conquering the world. But if I could be like, okay, I want to paint my nails or wash my hair or whatever it is just something that i feel like i could do that feels manageable that i can check off of a list that would genuinely make me feel better.
0: Okay, we have interviewed um Anna on the podcast before and she's a friend of ours. She she um talked all about traveling and recently someone was asking her about um like postpartum phase. And actually, maybe it was also during pregnancy. Anyway, she gets really sick during her pregnancy. So she's kind of answering all these questions about about pregnancy and postpartum. And one thing that she said that I loved was she's like, I try to go through a little mental checklist with myself every day. And I ask, um, have I eaten nourishing food? Have I had enough water? Have I taken a shower? And have I done something like for myself to truly feel joy? And I thought that was a great, like, if you're in one of those survival mode stages, uh, whatever, you know, whatever may have brought that to you, but like, definitely adding a new baby is one of those times. Um, That's a great little checklist to go through, right? Like, these are very basic things that are going to help us feel better. And I love that, um, for the most part, it, it makes you feel like, okay, I've done something, you know, you get to check it off. But also I love that one of them's like, have I done something to like truly feel joy? And for her, you know, she's talked about like reading a book or taking a bath. So it can be something really simple. But anyway, just, just like a good, good little checklist to go I through. I think that's perfect advice.
1: And I have to say, I am so impressed that you just like recited <laughs> that from your brain. That. Where was that story? <laughs> I do know. I'm so impressed. So thank you, Anna. And thank you, Brett. Wow. Oh my gosh, no. Okay, I thought this was such a good idea and I didn't think to do this. But she said, ask someone to come along with you on errands so that you can ease into them. And I feel like errands are a really normal part of life that are hard to get back into when you have an extra child. But it's important. And so having another person come, I feel like it's a great way to...
0: Yeah, ease into it. Totally. Even if even if that's your spouse, like if you can plan to, I know that that's like not ideal all the time, but if you can plan to do your like weekly shopping, maybe on a weekend or something yeah. so that it's a time that like very naturally works for your whole family, I think is a great idea. That way you're not like waiting for somebody else to be available, you know? Um, another person said, hire help to take the older child for fun activities and give you a break. And also I have to throw in there, um, if you have, I mean, I think friends are great to take your older children as well. Or if you have family that is, um, wanting to help, but they don't know how, I think a lot of times family, um, they, okay. How do I say this (laughs) in my experience? And I, I feel this way. So maybe, maybe this is a confession. I don't know. Um, that when your family, someone who's just had a baby, you want to help. you're not really sure what to do other than like show up and like bring a meal and just like hold the baby and like let them know that you're happy for them and you're there whatever they need yes yes and sometimes as the mom uh that is not helpful for me (laughs) just gonna be just gonna be honest for a second I that that me feeling like I have to entertain someone or um let them hold the baby, which maybe I'm like nervous about, and then chat for who knows how long. And I want to nurse and my boobs hurt and I'm tired and I just want to nap. And like that is actually really, really stressful for me. And for some people, I think they love it. But um I have learned to utilize that, like the people who um feel maybe an obligation or even just like a really great desire to help allow them to do the things that you maybe would feel a little bit more uncomfortable having like an older friend, you know, that's reaching out, wanting to help something that you wouldn't have them do. So in this case, like with Brooks, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's the perfect scenario. Mm -hmm. Those family members that are going to like come hold the baby. Instead, I'll be like, Hey, why don't you come in and meet the baby for a second? And could you take Brooks to the park with you or with your kids or whatever?
1: Well, because you need that downtime, your body needs to heal. You want to be with your tiny baby but your toddler did not get that memo. Right. Your toddler wants <laughs> right. to have fun. I remember when we brought Lola home, we just – it was Valentine's Day. So she had been home – yeah. She'd been home for – she got home on 13th. So on 4th, the 14th um, – Britt, you actually invited Miles over that day, and and Pearson were like, "No, we just want our family time. Like, we're just gonna have like one super slow happy day at home." And by the end of that day, we're like, "Oh my goodness!" You're like, "Just kidding! It was awful." I'm like, "Okay, okay." Turns out, sweet angel boy Miles does not actually just want to cuddle all day with his new baby sister. So that was a bad idea. But anyways, learn from that. That just cracks me up.
0: Like in your like blissful, like postpartum phase, you're just like, we're going to soak this up. We're just going to snuggle as a family (laughs) all day. And then you have like a three-year-old boy that's
1: like running around just like, what am I doing? Going stir crazy. Yeah. So anyways, just a reminder that it's just really great to have somebody who can keep that speed of your toddler, but out of the house. Yes. (laughs)
0: yes, I agree. Somebody else said, give yourself so much grace. Kids are resilient and will make it through change. And that also is just like a great little, a great little reminder that Mm -hmm. there are going to be hard days. You know, the older children will have to make sacrifices, but that can be a good thing, you know, and that can be a learning experience for all of you. Yes.
1: Um, somebody said, let the older child help. And that has been something that I have loved watching Miles do. I feel like that has made me love him even more is watching him be a good little helper for me and a good big brother to Lola. I was telling somebody today, it's so fun. Now Lola's almost five months, which is wild. But anyway, I have been trying to make meals and Lola will just like want some attention. And I will say, Miles, I just need you to go keep Lola happy while I'm making dinner and she'll just be laying on her play mat and he'll just go lay next to her and Cute. talk to her and smile at her. And she usually just wants some attention. And so she loves it. <laughs> and it's awesome because it keeps both of them entertained and totally. occupied. And it's just so, so, oh my gosh, watching your older child be that to your younger child is amazing. The best thing ever. Yes. Yeah, it totally is. Yes, does. I love it. It just makes my heart like want to burst and it makes – him feel so much affection too for his little sister and he's proud of himself because he knows he's being a good brother yeah yeah
0: love it that's so sweet okay another person said don't have too high of expectations for your toddler however they react is normal and that's something I was thinking about with the person who said um like compliment your big children to the baby I was thinking about you know very naturally and this is great i think it's also a totally normal conversation to have um so naturally we will say you know to the children like oh do you love your sister do you love being a big brother do you love you know whatever um but also i have tried like just as much as i have that conversation with either of my kids about their sibling um i have also tried and i have a number of times had the conversation with both of them like It is hard to be a little brother sometimes. It's hard to be a big brother sometimes and express like, it's okay if that's frustrating. It's okay if that makes you sad sometimes. Um, It's hard to share. Yeah, it's, (laughs) yeah, sharing, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I think, I think that is important too. Like, however they react, if they don't like the baby for a second, like, that is okay. You know, that is normal. Yeah. If they don't, if they ignore the new baby for a while, like, normal. You yeah. know, any reaction is normal. It's processing. And I think, um, just, just realizing that and like not pushing anything on them, letting them kind of experience it in their own time is great. This is sort of along those lines, but
1: our friend Olivia Gochner, who was on the podcast over a year ago, which is oh, crazy. weird. Anyways, but she, I know that she with her kids, she just had her third and she always waits for the older child to ask to hold the baby. So that's not forced upon them. And she says it's always really special because they get to really want and be excited to hold the baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that advice. Um, okay, a few people recommended to have a special box of toys that the older kids can bring out when the baby is nursing. And I've never heard of that, but it sounds like a great idea. I think especially... If you have a harder time nursing or if you just feel like it needs more takes more
0: focus, I think that's really smart. Yeah. The next person said, give the older kid the attention when they need it. The baby will be okay crying for a few minutes and the older siblings know who you're choosing. So I I love this advice that I think <laughs> Again, I think this kind of is like a personality thing. Like you may naturally be pulled one way or the other, Mm -hmm. but just taking a beat to think like, okay, what's more important in this exact moment? Yeah. You know, because oftentimes, maybe like the baby's feeling a little bit fussy. Maybe they are hungry and they can wait two minutes while you help, you know, help a child down from a chair or, you know, whatever it is, like very simple tasks. So it's interesting. We have a friend who said this was like a huge game changer for her because she's like, the baby was okay to wait 30 seconds for me. And my older kid knew that I was like, get, you know, they could hear the baby crying and they knew that I was like choosing to help them first. So anyway, I think that's great, great advice if you like feel a little bit torn with that or feel like you're always going to the baby.
1: You know? uh, a friend gave me this advice before I had Miles and it really, or sorry, before I had Lola and I really appreciated it. And it's something that I really tried to implement with miles just so you could see like I still value you just because she's being loud doesn't mean that your emotions and your needs that are not all go on buzz yes exactly so I really like that totally um okay somebody said do beehive meals or something similar so if if you're not local or if you haven't heard of them beehive meals are basically frozen meals um which I think is really just a smart practical tip to be ready to go So you
0: have meals ready to go in the freezer and all you have to do is pop them in the oven and you're ready to go. Another person said, get in the photos with your newborns. I barely have any of me with mine when they're newborns. Anyway, great little reminder. Sometimes I have to remind my husband, even not with newborns, we go on vacations and I I will have not a single picture of me on the vacation. I'm like, did I go? That happens to moms. You know? That happens to moms. So I have to remind Johnny all the time, like, hey, can you just like snap? pictures every once in a while if something's going on because I'm always getting pictures of you with the boys and I just don't ever have any of me and just like the little reminder like I'll get a few good ones I
1: remember my mom saying that to my dad all the time (laughs) okay I just think that this is golden advice it's okay to say no to visitors this is sacred time with your baby you'll never get back and I think that kind of goes along with what I was saying about the texting like you just people want to come visit at a really high rate. They want to reach out at a really high rate, which is great. Everyone just is like loving you and being supportive, but it's okay to have
0: boundaries as well. Not, not okay. It is essential. Yeah. Uh, the last one that I loved, somebody said, you don't need everything right away. You can always get or buy stuff later. And I actually, okay. I think this is great advice that nobody says, why does nobody say this? Um, I, there's like this unspoken pressure to be 100% ready for a baby to come that like, you have to have all the kits and the bags and the, you know, just like all the stuff. And, um, I will say when Brooks was born, he, I mean, he wasn't in IQ for a long time. So we also had all that time without him at home to prepare, but he was born unexpectedly so early and we had literally nothing, like nothing. And it was fine. You know, I'm like, not a single time did I think like, shoot, I needed to get this before he came. Like, yeah, It just worked out great, you know? So we bought like, Miles' bassinet on the way home from Yeah, Costco. right?
1: And he was in like, scheduled invention. Target, Target's
0: <laughs> still going to be open, you know? Yeah, Costco's there. Like, yes. <laughs> Amazon works. The um, world is not ending right when you have your baby. I literally
1: walked into Baby Cubby, like, 24 hours postpartum. And I was like, <laughs> I just had a baby I need to buy a bassinet. And I think they were like, what on earth are you doing in here? But I'll never forget it. Just, like, so you know just like still a pregnant belly like yeah. the waddle all of it <laughs> I love then it. they're done that so we're just going to um touch on we are just going to touch on a few questions that people had that they wanted us to talk about on this episode um so one question that got brought up that I thought was important is how do you stay connected with and support your spouse and i really like this question because as dreamy and special as that new time is with your baby, at least for me, that's a challenging time in marriage just because we're both exhausted. We have these really high expectations. And, you, you know, like I'm, I have a lot of hormones. It's just, it's a time where I feel like I have to be really aware of my marriage. And one thing that I have learned is that I want to support him. I don't want just because i am feel like i physically have to sit out for a minute on some things it's important to me that he doesn't so i want to be able to be supportive and letting him continue in routines that he needs obviously he takes a lot of time off and he's so helpful but i wanted him to go on a bike ride or i wanted him to go to the gym or do things to help him stay in a good space so that he can help with our family And in return, I am very vocal about what I need. And I just feel like having that communication and that mutual support is so important. Totally.
0: Yes, that totally makes sense. No, I love that. Um, This makes me think about uh, Seven Principles for Making a Marriage Work because he talks about this um, phase with a new baby and how that is like one of the most likely times that satisfaction in your marriage will drop. Um, and he talks about a number of reasons why. But but one of the big things that he talks about is that this is a huge time when your paths can kind of go two different directions when um, you're not on the same page. So if you're like on the same – maybe you're both working and you're like on the same page with each other's jobs and you have this understanding of – kind of what your spouse's day looks like and what their needs are and what's frustrating to them and whatnot. Okay, so then all of a sudden the baby comes and he he says this is very common, but he gave this scenario of um, one, it was a specific couple that he was talking about, but where the mom uh, sort of moves forward in her new life with the baby without including the husband. So she has determined how she's going to sleep with the baby. She is nursing the baby exclusively. She um, has a certain way that she likes to burp the baby or carry the baby. She maybe feels a certain way about parenting. And without ever really having the conversation, she's not trying to exclude her husband, but it feels like she just needs to move forward. And And then because there's no conscious, intentional conversation between the couples or between the couple, then, um, the husband starts to feel left out and the wife feels like she's not being supported in her role. And it's this like a moment, uh, like there's like a fork in the road, right? And they're kind of like moving two different directions. So in my house, this looks a lot like anything that I do other than pretty much nursing, Johnny does it too. And it's not necessarily that I feel like, um, I, I need him to do all of it to feel supported, but in so many ways, it's so that we are on the same page because if I have a certain way that I like to put Wells down, then it's so helpful. If I know that Johnny is, Johnny knows how to put Wells down. He knows the thing that Wells likes. He knows the song that he likes. He knows the back scratch, or he knows that he wants his binky, or he knows. And even just those tiny little details that may seem so unimportant, and like, why does it matter if it's me or Johnny? Those teeny little things keep us on the same page. And that, that more than anything, I think is what kind of helps us um, stay close during this time that can be really difficult. I mean, I could also say like going on your date regardless and like bringing the newborn with you. Like, I think that's important. But more than anything, I think those like little things that keep us involved in each other's roles in each other's days um, is what is most helpful.
1: I love that. I really am so glad that you said that. I also feel like in that same vein, I think when your partner does something, it's really important to not make them feel wrong or to not even think they're wrong. But if they have a different method of doing things than you do, you know, they are a parent too and they are entitled to, that as well and obviously there are a lot of discussions to make sure that you're on the same page but i think you know when your husband or partner disciplines a little bit differently than you do or they just have a little bit different of a strategy than you i think you know what that's a benefit that a child gets of having two parents is they get two slightly different ways and obviously there's a time where those need to merge and there's a time where it's really healthy to have two different perspectives, and I, totally, I think that that's something that when I see peers doing it differently than I would, it's really tempting to be like, "You're doing it wrong," but a lot of times it's, it's
0: just different. Right, right, yeah, I love that, and I think I think that's so common. You yeah, know? I think that's probably like very normal sounding for most moms. That that's like, yeah, that's relatable. I've felt that before. <laughs> Um, okay, another person asked, How do you know when you're ready for another? And this question, I'm like, I have no idea. I'm I, I like it's How do you know? so Personal. different for everybody. <laughs> so I like we have um when we had Mandy on the podcast and she was talking a little bit about her infertility journey and then um getting pregnant and whatnot, and then her, you know, her subsequent pregnancies, I think she announced that she was pregnant with her third at the time that we did the podcast. Oh, that's right. And, um, she was saying like how her husband's just like, I'm ready, you know? And she's like, okay. <laughs> she, she's like, it works for us. And I'm like, that would not work for so See, many couples. And I'm you like know? begging
1: Pierce to have a kid, <laughs> like plotting, how am I going to get my kid? <laughs> like, what, do I, what do I have to do? Totally. And I, uh, yeah, I just feel like that's so different for everybody, but I know for me personally, it felt like, okay, what do I want our future to look like? And how do I get that? And so definitely like that practical side and also just like what I very much relied on my intuition. And I'm a spiritual person as well. So it's something I prayed about and just like, I feel like you kind of just have to go with your gut.
0: Totally. I and there's no right or wrong. That's the beauty. No. Paris and I have talked about this so much. We are always like talking about sibling spacing and genders and or like always you know talking about families we know or our our families that we grew up in or our children and and basically like our conclusion every time is like you know what People are happy with what they have. Mm-hmm. And if they're not happy with it, they probably wouldn't be happy with whatever they have. Yeah. You know, like, in general, people like, yeah, they like the big distance. They like the small distance. They like having an older brother. They like having an older sister. They yeah. like having a younger sister. Like, like, you like, it's can't just have like, a wrong family. No. Like, that no, doesn't exist. No. No, I think people are happy with what they have. So like at the end of the day, if you're making a decision that sits right with you and, and I think most importantly that um, you are like physically and mentally in a place where you're like, yeah, I could welcome this into my life at this time, then I'm like, go for it, you know? Yeah. Okay. Somebody asked for
1: tips that for leaving the house with two and just practical tips that I have learned. Um, I am very much like I fly by the seat of my pants. I, I don't really prepare very well. I have frequently <laughs> asked strangers if I could borrow baby wipes. Like I just, I, I'm not that girl. But having two, I have realized that I have to be more prepared. So that's something I try to have a stocked diaper bag and I try to have the things I need in my car. So I would say prepare and also just do it. Because it's going to feel a little bit scary and overwhelming. I think it's great advice to bring somebody. Yeah. Um, Okay, also, I was going to mention this earlier. But one thing talking about asking for help when you need it. And I have mentioned that I go a little bit stir crazy. And I think that for my mental health, I need to get out of my house. And that's one way that I asked for help a lot postpartum with Lola is people would ask if they could bring meals or ask how they could help and I would say um actually can I come over yeah because I wanted I felt like I needed to get out of the house but I needed something that felt like low pressure I could be late I could leave early I could like the mess is at somebody else's house yes totally. yes and it's I could have a social I could have a friend to help me yeah. out so I did that a lot I would just say can I can I come over? Like, can we invite ourselves over? Like I did that to you. I did that to a couple of other friends.
0: And honestly, too, I I think that's a great thing to ask because people usually are happy with that. You're like, oh yeah, sweet. I don't have to pack up a meal and take it over. Like, yes, come over. Well, and it was so great because I needed,
1: I needed an outing, but I didn't feel like going to a restaurant or going to something that felt high pressure. That was just so perfect for me. And I'm glad that I had the confidence to ask for
0: it. Totally. Yeah, me too. Okay, also along the, the lines with leaving the house with another, this may feel different. This may be different for so many people. I will say too that um it depends on your baby. It for sure does. If you have a really oh, absolutely. if you have a really difficult baby, then yes, this is gonna be very hard. But if you have a pretty chill baby, I would say like yes, just test it out. Just go for it because honestly, it probably won't feel very much different from leaving the house with what you had before. Like you're carrying maybe a bigger car seat, but typically like especially in the first couple weeks like they're gonna be really sleepy they're gonna be really quiet and honestly at least for me personally it's way harder for me to leave the house now than it was when Wells was a newborn you know like it didn't feel all that different so I mean depending on the baby you have like be a little brave and try it it might it might surprise you how like oh this is like pleasantly you know the same thing I was doing before yeah I will say I've had
1: an easy baby and I've had a harder baby yes and I feel like when I had the hard baby, it was harder to get myself to leave, but I almost felt like I needed it more because right. having a baby that cries all the time is really, You can go really so crazy so quickly. It's, yeah. it's just like that's mentally draining and totally. exhausting. So, totally. Just something to think about. Um, okay, somebody said, how to be comfortable leaving your kids with others. And as I have mentioned, that is something that comes very unnaturally to me. <laughs> it doesn't come naturally to me. And it's something that I have had to really, really work on And I would say, first of all, I I feel like it is invaluable to find somebody that you trust. And that can be somebody you hire, that can be a family member, but whoever it is, I think it is so important that you find somebody that you're comfortable with, especially for your oldest before you have a baby. I know it's hard to leave your baby baby, but your older child, they are going to need it. because or older children, they are going to need it because you are going to have a lot of your attention taken up. So I feel like that's something you can do to prepare for postpartum before you have the baby is to find somebody that you feel comfortable and safe with.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love that. Uh, Another person said, I'm really nervous about my oldest being jealous. They will. Yeah. And I feel like you know what that is valid that's totally valid of course um especially I mean especially depending on age you may be worried about the way that their jealousy will portray in their behavior you know like that that might be making you feel nervous um which I totally understand and I think they will be jealous and there will be maybe some resentment there and also maybe it will be less than you think you know maybe they'll surprise you and handle it really really well but also, even if they don't, I think allowing that, like having those conversations of saying like, you know, it is hard. It's hard to be an older sibling and it's hard to share your things sometimes. Like you are doing such a good job and if you're feeling frustrated, it's okay to tell me that. Like, it's okay to feel that way. I think just validating their emotions and feelings can be huge and allowing them to process it and be able to move forward, you know? And those feelings are normal. I think um, <laughs> me and my siblings still, <laughs> I'm like, am I confessing our codependency right now? We still get jealous of the attention from my parents sometimes, you know? If one kid's getting a lot of attention, I think sometimes the rest are like, hey, I'm here, you know? It's normal. And I just am like, that is a normal feeling. They will feel a million times in their life and letting them know that it's okay to feel that way and those feelings pass you know another thing good. too I think we
1: spend so, so much time worrying but in reality I feel like the things we were worried about were never the things that were actually <laughs> a problem right so I feel like you can prepare but at the end of the day you know if you're if your child is jealous you know that's okay and they'll work through that and you'll be there for them and I feel like you being aware of it is all they need yeah to get through it so yeah. anyways that was fun it's fun to reflect on It's fun to reflect on the lessons that I have learned since adding a child, and we do plan to add again in the future. So I am grateful we got to talk about this. Thank you so much for all of your submissions. We are grateful to have you here, and we hope to have you back next week on Catering Conversations.